0: Campfire
1: Fireside Chats
0: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. This week we're catching up with dear friend of the show, Carly Latham. Since we last spoke with Carly, she has been very busy, and that is to say the least. In the last year or so, she has launched not only a brand new podcast called Death Becomes Us, but a full-scale publishing company called Dark Village Publications. Sitting down with Carly, of course, is always a joy. Go check out Death Becomes Us and Dark Village Publications. Support her in everything that she does. You both deserve it. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this fireside chat with Carly Latham. All right, Carly, it's been a long time since you've been on the show.
2: Hi, hello, it has <laughs> been. <laughs> it's been. It's been ages, I've been in hibernation. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so have I, honestly. Um, but it's it's crazy to me, because it's maybe been, I mean, it's a long time for you, not for most guests, but you haven't been on the show in probably five months something like that yeah and you pretty much everything has changed for you professionally since you were on the show
1: yes
2: a lot has changed the last time I was on individually like just by myself um haunted housewives had just ended and I was trying to get started on youtube which spoiler alert didn't go well because I don't like videos (laughs) 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 Like, straight up, I would rather pull my own teeth out than edit videos. I am passionately against this. I would rather talk into a microphone all day, every day, than edit videos of myself. It did not go well. Um, But yeah, uh, I've done... I don't want to say I've done a 180 because I feel like everything's still kind of, it makes sense for me, but I am in a wildly different space now. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so it's so different. The, I mean, honestly, the one that I'm most excited about personally, because I got to be a part of the first anthology is the stuff you're doing with Dark Village. I mean, you launched yes. a publishing company since the last time you were on the show.
2: I know. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, Yeah, so um, Mallory Sawinski and I. um, On Instagram, she is coffee, books, and ghosts. And she is a fellow paranormal investigator. Um, We've been friends for quite a long time. And she had already published a book. And um, when I was writing my first novel, we started bonding over writing a little bit more. And we had this idea of putting together an anthology... And we really wanted to highlight voices in the paranormal community with our friends and kind of give unknown authors a platform. I mean, granted, we're both also kind of unknown authors, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, that, that really was the intent behind Dark Village is like, we went into it with a like, nobody's gonna be making money off of this but we're sure. all going to have a great time and we're going to tell incredible stories. And that has been so rewarding.
0: How long have you guys been, been doing dark village? Like how long since you launched? Um, I mean, I don't need down to the minute, but just ballpark.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> so the anthology came out in October. Okay. I want to say, um, so,
0: so it's just been a few in- months.
2: It's it's really have only yeah it's really only been a few months because we we had the idea I mean everybody here should know Mallory and I both together and separately have no chill like we have an idea yeah. we're like <laughs> yes this is great let's do it all in pedal to the metal let's do this and that's kind mm-hmm. of we've we've done that a few times now and every single time we've been like we should we should we should plan this we should you know we should chill a little
1: bit
0: yeah
2: so far we have not
0: (laughs) um, because what i was what i was sort of driving at was how many books have you guys published in just a few months
2: um we've done we've done a lot yeah (laughs) so uh
0: can you rattle off all the titles
2: I can't. So we have Dark Village is the first one that we've published. And then we had our wolf smut. Uh-huh. So we wrote a trilogy with um, Tori Heat. Um, so each book you can read individually and you'll get a complete story. But if you read them all three together, you get a little trilogy. And we wrote that in two weeks. Like <laughs> l- legitimately two weeks time. That's so, insane. Um, It is. I don't know what we were thinking. Um, We were thinking that it would be fun, and it was fun. It's still fun. Um, But so we've done Dark Village, the Beasts of Greyhaven is what it's called. I call it Wolf Smut because what else, you (laughs) know, what else are you going to refer to it as? Um, The Beasts of Greyhaven, I'm counting that as one right now, but technically that's three. So we're up to two. Um, uh, Seduced by the Swamp Creature. That was me. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) By Ivana Schloppycock. Oh, do you want to know the. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to get back to my count in just a second, but Ivana is on a hiatus at the moment because I got a little bit too busy and I needed to uh, rein in my horses. But before I took a break as Ivana, I gave another author my address because she wanted to send me a PR box, and then I completely forgot that that happened. Okay, I also didn't occur to me that she didn't know my real name. Okay,
1: so. <laughs> oh God.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I can see where this the the is going. D-
2: the other night, um, my mom went to the door it was on saturday today's monday so it was on saturday um my mom went to the door i was like there's a package here and she goes i think that there's been a mistake it's it's the right address but it's the wrong name (laughs) and i heard that and i was like oh no oh no and she goes ivana does anyone (laughs) know an ivana and i was like oh (laughs) yeah that's me and she turned and she goes that's you she wrote she addressed it as Ivana S so I'm like infinitely grateful that she didn't write Ivana (laughs) schloppycock because like I'm also like my mom didn't ask any questions I could see the questions behind her eyes but like they didn't leave her mouth and she just was like this is you and I went Yes, it is. And I took my package and I went back into my room and it was a box full of monster smut. That was a win for me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So we have Dark Village, Beasts of Greyhaven, Seduced by the Swamp Creature, um, Desperate Creatures, which is Mallory's latest novel. Yeah. Um, and then in January, we will have the 12 Months of Horror and the 12 Months of Smut. Um, and in March, we are re-releasing my debut novel, A Collection of Eyes. So, um, in a very short time span, we've done in uh, a fuck ton.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, so much.
2: It is a lot. Um, and we are hoping, we are hoping to open the door to publish other people soon. We're trying to get our legal ducks in a row before, yeah. which is the only reason we haven't done that so far, um, up to this point but that's one of our goals for 2024 is to make it legal make it official so that we can comfortably publish other people so yeah we have,
0: we have big things in store <laughs> yeah there may or may not be a campfire book coming out at some point under the <laughs> under i call the dibs on village. that yeah
1: he
2: I, ca- I called I dibs on that fast. I was like, "Oh, this is this is up for grabs, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dibs." <laughs> Actually, I think I told you that I could I could help you do it yourself first, but yeah. that I would like to publish it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <absolutely.
0: laughs> to be fair, <laughs> and uh, and also I'm working on a horror anthology of I my know. own, and I uh, am so
2: excited. I love your writing. I love your you right yeah. I know I tell you this all the time but like it's rare I, I read a lot and you know the, the extent of my reading better than most people because I, I don't tend to talk about it a ton on Instagram I kind of only stick to horror but I am yeah. I'm a, I'm a very well read yeah. <laughs> individual and I, taste. Have, I have eclectic tastes and I also have a deep love for classic literature. I, yes. If it's old as shit, I guaranteed, almost guaranteed, yeah. Wuthering Heights, no. Hate forever. I hate, I hate Wuthering Heights. How have oh, we never I might landed my on mind this now. topic? You know what? I read it. I read it. This was several years ago. I'm a very different person now. And actually, mm-hmm. I have a writing project planned. And I am purposely gonna read it and now I'm excited about it for my writing project. So like I'm a box full of contradictions and I acknowledge that. But how yeah, old were Wuthering you when Heights, you
0: read Weathering Heights? Um uh,
2: probably probably like nineteen twenty, or early twenties range. So like
1: Did
0: you have young. kids yet?
2: If if I had any kids it would have only been my oldest.
0: And probably still a baby.
2: Probably still a baby. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna call it right just, now. When you reread *Wuthering okay. Heights*, you're going to fucking love it. It's God going to be it. a completely I bet I will. it's going to be a completely different experience for you. I read oh, you it for what? the first I, time when I, I was love... in high school, and I I uh-huh. it was.
2: Did you have the same reaction? Did you hate yeah. it? They're the most toxic people <laughs> ever.
0: It. I mean, I felt like someone was dragging me through bro- broken glass the entire time I was yep. reading it. I yep. hated it in high school so much. I, I reread it I when I Catherine was probably, oh. <laughs> I was probably 29. I think I was 29 when I reread it and I adore, I adore that book. Now it's, it
2: Okay, I'm going to read queen. it again.
0: Okay. So you're right. They are incredibly toxic, right? They're, they they're are. toxic. They're so they toxic. Are. I
2: also kind of love that now though and like I freely admit this I know that this is a contradiction I love a morally gray flawed character Heathcliff actually is my type and I will like (laughs) you know that's like I'm
0: telling you It's you
2: know this isn't a good thing
0: (laughs) when, when you're actually a fully developed adult with especially with experiences with relationships and children I think makes Mm -hmm. a huge difference you can look you can look at those situations almost through a quaint lens like oh isn't it like romantic how everything matters to these people like every little thing matters to them and that's what i hated about it when i was a teenager
2: yeah it it drove me insane
0: but i I mean think
2: about on the verge of changing my perspective already
0: if you think about all the other shit that you read and watch, mm-hmm. the most engaging stuff the the most engaging stuff are people who feel so deeply, right?
2: I love like, a deep feeler. Yes. I love and- flawed characters and I love deep feelers. That's literally what I write.
0: So That's you what i write. right. Yeah. So you have no excuse to not love weathering Heights.
2: I know. I know. <laughs> Do you want to know the project that I'm so excited about? Yeah.
0: Tell me about I'm it. I'm going
2: to get back to Dark Village in... Oh, no. Wait, I caught up. It's okay. Ah. So one of my deep, long-lasting, unending loves, this is predating ghosts predating everything this is one of my years-long obsessions okay it's a core part of my personality that i don't get to showcase very often because it's a very niche interest (laughs) um i am deeply deeply obsessed with tudor england specifically henry viii and his wives i love the entire story i have read i can tell you the history maybe not entirely from the war of the roses because that is very long and extensive but like i have looks. read i've read it all i've read the war of the roses all the way through henry and all of his <laughs> wives mary's yeah. reign the mary queen of scots queen elizabeth i know it all and i am fucking obsessed obsessed i can't get enough of it okay my tiktok yeah. I'm pretty sure that half of the reason I'm not good at TikTok is because my TikTok feed is full of fucking tutor stuff. It's yeah. not like I make a lot of jokes, but my TikTok is politics and tutors. It's like
0: yeah, I know
1: this you know, about
2: you. <laughs> you do know this about me. Yeah. yeah. Um it's so I am completely unable to write historical fiction. And yeah. I know this because I've tried and I cuz it it upsets me if it's not historically accurate. I, I can read historical fiction if I don't already know the story. If I know the history behind it and I read historical fiction, I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I hate it. This is not accurate. So I read Philippa Gregory and she wrote wrote The Other Boleyn Girl. That was my introduction to sure. Anne Boleyn, right? A very mm-hmm. popular book, very popular movie. Um, And then I started reading the history behind it and I was like, What? What have you done to my precious Anne Boleyn? How right, like, dare hey, that, you?
0: That book sucked. <laughs>
2: yeah, that book yeah. sucked. And then it occurred to me that I could write the most toxic romance. Like, I'm going to change the setting. It's going to be loosely based off of Henry and Anne and their complicated sure. relationship. And I'm going to end it with her being killed, just like Anne was killed. But I'm going to have yeah, her haunt him in the alert. end. Spoiler alert to everyone who's going to read this book. I haven't written it yet. So by the time I get around to it, like everybody will have forgotten. But I wrote that and I was like, it is going to be delicious. How much they love and hate each other at the yeah. same time, and I was like, just like fucking Kathy and Heathcliff. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I was like, I, w- I was talking to Joy about like about this idea and how excited I was for it, and I was like, I'm gonna reread Wuthering Heights for inspiration. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I oh. I, can, I will say yeah. if if anyone that I know could make me enjoy historical fiction, it's probably you. If you, I'm probably going to
2: make it more contemporary, though.
0: If you can write, if you can write historical fiction that I can actually get through, I, you know, hats off to you. See, that's the thing. I I can't market it it it. as
2: historical fiction. See, that's the thing. Because, yeah, I, I, I love this story so much. Like, I have, I have an emotional attachment (laughs) to this story. I, I, uh, I know all of his wives stories I Anne is my favorite but Anne Boleyn but I my youngest daughter her middle name is Anne um, both be all my kids have um, family names so um, her name is Anne for Anne Boleyn, but also because my um ex husband had an aunt named Anne, but uh, I was like, Okay, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
2: That's great for me. Um yeah, I, I'm excited for it. It's I'm trying to like I'm trying to find a balance that allows me to write the story that I want to write and keep it true to their story without being historically accurate in a sense in a way that makes sense to me excuse me are you um, like are,
0: are, are you talking about completely contemporizing the story
2: i i go back and forth i'm not gonna do a fake court because everybody's doing a fake court sure. right now um and that's that's really popular and i read those books like there's nothing i don't have anything against them it's just like at at some point, those are going to go out of style, you know. I mean, and we that's...
0: can talk about that a little too, because my wife currently yeah. has me reading the Throne of Glass series.
2: Yes, you are reading those. Yeah. So um, we're
0: we're going to get to that at some point.
2: I am excited about that. Yeah, I'm
0: sort of dying it's... to talk to someone about it. So
2: you know i'm I'm having a I'm having a lot of fun with this because I don't I don't get to talk about books a lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I I I love books. I I write books now. But no, um so I am I haven't decided exactly how it's going to be set yet, but the story that I wrote for the anthology, the horror anthology. I wrote another um it's 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 loosely a serial killer um, story. So it's sure. it's a detective, and he's finding a body on a beach. Um, and so he he's the guy that you call in when the worst of the worst happens. You know. Yeah. So, um, but I started that story months ago, and where I got hung up is I wanted to base that story off of a case that you and ryan covered um the
0: the mutilated man of billings reservoir
2: yes thank you we talked about this off air this is yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would have been so impressed if you knew that without me even going on right um but yeah so i i wanted to base it off of that but i got too caught up in trying to make the details exactly accurate yeah so for me as a writer. I like to keep the core heart of the story, but I have to remove myself from it, and so I won't even call it his. Like I'm, I'm going to acknowledge that it's based off of Henry and Anne, but um, I'm not even going to call it historical fiction because I'm. It's not going to be the Tudor court. It's going okay. to be like Your it'll be court. their story. It it might not even be a court. Like it could be like a. I don't. know I watched Bullet Train last night, so it could be like a. Like a a a mob situation or something like that. Okay, there will be there will be some sort of like because Henry has to have the power, right? Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. He has to be in a
2: powerful position.
0: Yeah,
2: and there has to be some leverage that he has over Anne, right? Over everyone. so like over everyone, and it because there has to be a reason why, like in it, like in today's society. There's no way that Henry could get away with executing Anne, right? right. Just for being tired of her. Yeah. The, that's the core of what happened. She didn't give him a son and she was too mouthy. He wanted right. a docile wife. So, yeah. today we call and- those
0: family annihilators.
2: Exactly. And yeah. back in the day, killing her was easier than getting yeah. a divorce, right? Yep. So, like, I need that core energy. But I need it to not be in the Tudor court because if I try to write it in the Tudor court, I will drive myself insane trying to make everything accurate. Right. And, and like, I have read historical sources. I have read firsthand accounts. And let me tell you, depending on which which party you're reading, they're wildly different. It would... It would, it would, it would turn me inside out trying to, t- yeah. <laughs> trying to write the story. Um, but that, that is why I'm going to reread *Wuthering Heights* so that I can use it as inspiration to write a hateful love story. <laughs> well, I, I
0: think you'll love it. I really do.
2: I, you know what? I, I have been thinking about it. I do think they are two toxic people who deeply love each other. I will mm-hmm. stand by that. However. Yeah. You know, I have a pretty good memory for books. I remember parts that I didn't like, but I, you know, as I, as I've aged and now I'm a fully traumatized human. Um, I also kind of love the idea that he was so tortured by her death that he, it's <laughs> just like slowly <laughs> driven insane. That's yeah. very romantic.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. In real life, we love a, a balanced, healthy relationship with we do, you know, with healthy boundaries and, oh, and all that is fine. It is
1: literal goals. Right.
0: Yes, it's, yes, it's fantastic. But it it is amazing. It makes for yeah. a shitty, shitty story.
2: Nobody wants to read that.
0: Nobody, no one, no one.
2: Nobody wants to watch that either, unless yeah. it's Christmas time, and then I want to. <laughs> yeah.
0: See, even I love
2: e- shitty Hallmark e- movies. <laughs> even at Christmas time,
0: I am, I am a "It's a Wonderful Life" guy. Like, mm. I need a little misery.
2: I almost. Oh, I watched Misery so much this Christmas. Oh, <laughs> I was thriving. I reread I the book this this December too. Yeah. You yeah. didn't mean the actual Misery, but yeah, like I, I but count that yeah. as a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's snowing, so it's, it's Christmas true. time. It is. Snowing. Um. No, I I I love I love cheesy Christmas movies. Yeah. Um to an extent, but there were a few times when I was like, this is enough. This is enough cheer, but it's a wonderful life. Um, bringing back my other side of work. It's a wonderful life is a fantastic shadow work journey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really so, is. Oh yeah. I, I thought about basing an entire thing off of it, but December was just kind of crazy Full. for me. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have time Yeah, December yeah. was way too, way, 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 way jam packed. So yeah, um, I would I, I have died
0: for that. that. Carly, that's, that's one of my under. favorite movies of all time.
2: I know I've dropped the ball. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 How could I? How could I? No, I, I like doing the movies and the Shadow Work stuff, but I've been I've been trying to find my footing in this new this new version of me and my career and my yeah. social media and my reality and it's you know it's been a, it's been a
0: journey well <laughs> it's been, you want to uh speaking of that journey. you want to switch gears real quick and talk about the other big thing you've you've been working on that you just released actually that just got started
2: yes yes so i have been working for quite some time with a producer she's wonderful um and um, we have switched gears a little bit and we have put out a podcast and it is called Death Becomes Us. Um and I'm really excited about it because podcasting, as you know, Jordan, is near and dear to my heart.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um yeah, I have I have actively missed podcasting since Haunted Housewives ended. Um yeah. I I've been trying to find The right formula. And for me, it's that Haunted Housewives was so important and so special to me that I didn't want something that felt like a cheap imitation of it. Yeah. And, but, but I loved what I did so much that I kept, I kept coming back to it. And I wanted, I wanted that magic feeling that Haunted Housewives gave me again. And I wasn't quite able to do it. So it's been, i mean that ended what in 2021 yeah and now we're in 2024 so it's been it's been a fucking (laughs) while since i since i've been podcasting um so i am over the moon to have the opportunity to be podcasting (laughs) again and um and to be able to sit down and have these incredible conversations so uh it's called Death Becomes Us. And we are bringing on fellow investigators, authors, paranormal investigators. Um, mediums. Mediums. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm forgetting something here.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, mediums. And we're basically sitting down, me and Melissa. Um, you can find her on Instagram or TikTok at Melissa the Ghost Doctor. And we're talking to them about their journeys, how they got into the paranormal, what their interests are. So each episode is pretty different. The tones of the conversation and the topics that we cover are different because we really tried to discuss things that our guests are into. So
1: um,
2: it has been... A lot of fun. We've had some incredible conversations. Um, one of my favorites so far has been Savannah, who is that witch.
1: That up witch the up
2: in the holler. Up the holler. Up yep. the holler on TikTok, and it's that witch up the holler on Instagram. Yep. Um, I just think that she's fantastic. I love her storytelling abilities. Um, but we've talked to some really big names which has been intimidating like my imposter syndrome was on a fucking 20 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um it's been it's been really good and it has been it's been exciting and it's one of those things where I was like once I was back behind the microphone I was like yeah yeah I still love this this is still <laughs> this is still the thing that I want to be doing like if I could design my dream life I would still choose to sit behind a microphone and talk into it <laughs>
1: yeah
0: same same here
2: you know and I love it <laughs>
1: I,
0: I totally I totally understand the imposter syndrome thing the first time I had Joshua Cutchin on the show
2: Yes. I was like I love that episode by the way the was first like, one well, well all of them
0: am, yeah I was like what am yep. I doing here like yep. I'm so outmatched here intellectually oh I like I tried yes. so like and you know Maybe this You're is a You're very to, smart,
2: too, I, though. Like, you are, you are one of the smartest people that I know. So for you to say that you felt outmatched intellectually says a oh lot.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I appreciate that. But, like, Josh... And it may be a credit to him because as soon as we started talking, that feeling started going down. Like, mm-hmm. we're just so at ease with each other instantly. And it was... It was sort of like, it was sort of an affirming moment for me the first time I had him on I because huge. I thought of him as, because I'd been reading his books for like, you know, five, six years. I had them yeah. all. I like You literally he got was, to
2: interview one of your heroes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he was someone and still is someone in the 14 space that wasn't afraid to write a thousand page book about all the shit no one wants to talk about. You know what I mean? Like the things that people are ignoring Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, for those who aren't familiar with him, he, he like most of his work is comparative folklore. So Mm -hmm. like it's, and he's an academic to the highest degree. He's, he knows his shit. Like, you know, when you sit down with someone and talk to them and they're just like pulling details and dates and shit out of their mind, like right off the top of their head, it can be intimidating, you know? Um, Oh
1: yeah yeah
0: but yeah i imposter syndrome to the max i remember actually like yeah. having to wipe my hands off waiting for him to come into the oh video my chat yeah like yeah
2: yeah no 100 because a lot of the people like i feel so incredibly grateful to be able to have because like i i i wouldn't have even come across the radar of of some of the guests that we've had on like ever if i hadn't had this opportunity so like it's like it's that awe moment of like this is so cool i get to talk to this person but also holy shit like yeah. i am not i am wait like i am i am small fish this is this is big fish and i am <laughs> nope i am i i don't belong here you know it's like it's it's a lot to work through sometimes of <laughs> being yeah. like uh yeah uh, no, I get it. This is, like, the cool kids' table. And I am used to hanging out, like... In high school, I hung out with the other art school kids. Or, like, you yeah. know... Uh, that was that was my crowd. So that's where I'm most comfortable with the other, like, weirdo loners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm right.
2: like, you're, like... But you're, like, a popular weirdo loner. <laughs> so, like... I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah. No. That's weird. it in it's it's been really cool. Um, I really appreciate the work that um, my producer and everybody has done on it. Um, and I'm really glad to be working with Melissa, who... Um, it's not a huge factor in the show, but it is a factor for our relationship. Uh, Melissa is also an ex-Mormon. Um, and she doesn't talk about that as loudly as I do. But for like a personal bonding thing, that yeah. factor is big for both of us because we we understand each other on a different level than um i think i because we didn't like we didn't even know that about each other until we'd been working together for a little while (laughs) we were like oh hey you're you're mormon i'm mormon (laughs) or (laughs) mormon (laughs) so yeah um
0: I mean, it's a but fairly y- unique journey to have, to find someone else who's had the exact. I know. Same, you know, right?
2: Like yeah. To
0: paranormal enthusiasts, doesn't seem like a, a, yeah. a standard jump to make.
2: What a yeah! It doesn't seem. I mean, I know a lot of ex-Mormons because when you leave Mormonism, you usually seek out other ex-Mormons. So, like, yeah. And and I don't know a lot that have turned to the paranormal. So the fact that we've like ended up here. Yeah. But um yeah, I I'm interested to see where this takes us, but the the biggest thing for me is that it it definitely confirmed for me that one of my core passions in life is does lie in storytelling and in podcasting. So, I'm yeah. hoping to figure out some more stuff on my own in the future. I hope I hope things progress um, with Death Becomes Us, but uh, as it stands right now, this is gonna be a one season show. So that may change. Um, I am not entirely sure. I'm gonna say that this is a fluid situation. So if it did change, that would be wonderful because we have talked to some incredible people. Um, But at the moment, Death Becomes Us is a one season show. Um, or we only have one season planned I don't know yeah. am I saying the right <laughs> things am I not I don't know
0: it's okay um, it's all fluid
2: It well it, it is yeah. fluid because we're we have all me Melissa and our producers have been on kind of a long journey together we've been through a lot of ups a lot of downs so when we decided to do this podcast we weren't sure where it was going to lead and I think that we're still kind of in that space where we are we are enjoying ourselves, we are loving what we are producing, but we want to see where it goes from here. So for sure you're getting one season. I don't know about that, but I do have some ideas for other stuff on my own up my sleeve but not video because fuck that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so if you learned my lesson (laughs) so if you want to find out if death becomes us actually stays a one season podcast go and subscribe to it absolutely
2: subscribe and if you listen to it please review it thank you yeah (laughs) yeah no it's it it has been really fun i i enjoy having my thoughts and my views challenged uh, yeah. I like conversations where people give me a point of view where I haven't necessarily considered before. Um, I, I you like, those like moments. Mean like about Wuthering
0: Heights. <gasps> yes,
2: <laughs> exactly like Wuthering Heights. I'm going to start Wuthering Heights tomorrow, and I'm not even exaggerating. Good. I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, God, you know, ah. Uh, is this going to replace my deepest love of Jean Valjean? I don't know. I don't know no if I can even handle this. I won't this. go that
0: far.
1: <laughs> I
2: don't think it will. I don't think it yeah. will. I don't think anybody could replace Jean Valjean in my heart. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> Jean but- Valjean, the only character I have actively cried over. <laughs>
0: I mean, let's be honest. Page count alone, you're not going to spend true. as much time with Heathcliff. You know what I mean? That's true. It's just...
2: I... Yeah. Yeah. I've read the abridged and the unabridged of Les
0: Les Mis. Mis. I I remember this is here's one of the one of the indicators that I, too, was shunned from the cool kid table in (laughs) high school. I read the unabridged version of Les Mis when I was 16. I carried yeah, it around that, you know with what? me in the high school.
2: That was about the same age that I did. We would have been like, we would have been the best yeah. friends in high school. Know, We've already I had know. this conversation. We would have been <laughs> yep. such good friends.
0: Same music, I did the exact same, same books. Same thing. Yeah, same
2: music, same books. Yeah. I, I survived high school by going to class, taking notes as the teacher was talking. I took notes mm-hmm. during the lecture. I immediately same. did the assigned work mm-hmm. and then I didn't have homework because I was done and I spent the rest of the time reading. That yep. is how I survived high school, by burying my face into books. And I, yeah, I I chose to read the unabridged lame Nobody made me do that. That was a choice Same. that I made. That was hard. I'm not going to lie. I prefer the abridged version, if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest. You're, yeah. The unabridged is, I, I, I have very few books that I feel that way about, but the the chapters that are just, like, straight French Revolution history, and like, mm-hmm. all right. But so where is my precious Jean Valjean? See, that's my okay? shit.
0: That's why you I know? prefer See? the unabridged version. That's right. That's what I love.
2: It, and, but the thing is that I actually love the history of the French Revolution. I just want them separate. Yeah. Again, like the historical <laughs> fiction. I want them separated. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to deliver me gruesome, headless bodies in a factual mm-hmm. setting. Yeah, separate from yeah. my most precious Jean Valjean.
0: <laughs> no infotainment allowed here.
2: How how dare how dare you taint this this experience of grief and love?
1: <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat>
0: oh. oh man! Yeah. So okay, so you've launched a publishing company. You're finally publishing back into podcasting. It's been a big year for you. A very big It year. has
2: been a big year for me. And the funniest thing about that is that like, like l- now looking back, I'm like, wow, I did a lot last year. Like I, on me personally, not just Dark Village, I wrote four books last year. Okay. Well, yeah. Dark Village, I only wrote a short story in, but sure. so I wrote a collection of eyes in 2023. I, what? Yeah. In 2023, I yeah. wrote a collection of eyes. I wrote my story for Dark Village. I wrote Seduced by the Swamp Creature, and I wrote The Beasts of Greyhaven. I wrote my uh, his to his to protect. I yeah. forgot my title for a second. <laughs> his to protect. Um, in 2023, all while actively being an absolute mess of a human. So, Carly, if that's I can do wild. it. You can do it.
0: <laughs> that's seriously. No. That's so wildly impressive. It, that- it is
2: actually insane, and when you think about it too, because a collection of eyes took me about six months to write, mm-hmm. and it's around eighty thousand words. Um, yeah. And for anyone, for anyone listening who didn't get the memo originally, a collection of eyes was published through a publishing company, um, and I. I had a contract with them for three books, and I broke that contract. Um, it was mutual. There was no bad blood. There's nothing It just was. It, it just wasn't working out. Um, it wasn't a good fit. So, it, no. And, um, I realized that I could have marketed it differently. Uh, I could have had a different marketing approach to it and yeah. so I and, and I was honest about the direction that I was taking when I talked to the publishers I was like hey you signed a contract with me for a horror contract and I think that this is the direction that I'm moving and they were they were great about it they weren't like again this wasn't like a this isn't like a dramatic breakup story yeah. it just was it just wasn't like it just wasn't a great fit so um, I pulled that and I'm going to be releasing it again in 2024, tentatively around March. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote that in six months. So that's the majority of 2023. And then I wrote my short story for Dark Village, which came out in October. And yep. I probably wrote in September, if I'm being perfectly honest. And then Seduced by the Swamp Creature. And then the Beast of Greyhaven. All in the same time. What am I forgetting? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: that's
2: yeah. all. Um. Yeah, so like...
0: So you wrote two books and a short story in about, a what, a month and a half, two months?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's insane. Yeah,
2: yeah. so... <laughs> yeah. It
0: seems to it's, all be dawning on you right now.
2: It is insane. No, it, it really is insane. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I had to, like, the last, in in December, I've been joking about putting myself in idea jail, but it's actually pretty serious because I'm, like, I did too much, too much this year. And, like, it it is a real fact of my existence that, like, I, I did not know and I did not understand that when I was trying to get the YouTube up and when I was trying to do these other things, Mm-hmm. I actively had p t s d and I didn't understand that the reason that some of these things were so hard is i <laughs> I was very unwell, you know yeah, and i under I understand that now, but like I hit a point where I was like, I am going to crash and burn spectacularly if I yeah. keep going like this. so i had to I had to take a step back from a lot Rain of it things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah, that's hard for me because I am. I, I love ideas and I am a very creative person and I yeah. love writing. Um, um, but yeah, so.
0: No, Ryan and I were just talking on the New Year's special about, <clears throat> about one of our, one of our resolutions or intentions for this next year is to adopt your concept of idea jail. Yep. Because yep. we have been, especially this last year, we have been all over the place. Like trying new concepts, trying you know different Friday content, trying all mm-hmm. this different stuff, just sort of like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that it hasn't hasn't worked for us. Like things have hit, but it's not, yeah. not comfortable with that frantic approach. So with the frantic
2: one, go yeah. go go.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So well, I feel like one of the things we're trying to like yeah. narrow things down this year. Mm-hmm. Like to really find what we like and what works and stick with that and not be so worried about like how can we add something here how can we do something over on this yes. platform and that platform and you know um one yep. of the things that you always hear influencers say you know influencer influencers
1: mhm
0: what you always hear influencer them talk about influencers <laughs> yeah what you always hear them talk about is like finding a platform that works for you and your audience and focusing on that platform yes. right and, yes. but it's so hard to do that when every conversation oh, I have someone's going oh what are you doing on TikTok what are you doing on Facebook what are you doing yep. with Instagram what are you and they it's like you have to be everywhere all the time and I don't it think is, that's true I think that's a misconception
2: I you know what it is I think that a lot of this is fear-based and I say this as yep. someone that I am a fear-based individual like <laughs> sure hello anxiety like, have ridden. you met me anxiety ridden uh, but like a, a lot of the behaviors that I have personally shown since haunted house lives ended since all of these things is a desperation it was yep. all fear based to like to find my thing it was it it was fear-based and I was I have been driving myself into the ground out of out of fear. It's like I'm operating from a lack mentality if you want to call it that, where like I am afraid and therefore I'm pushing myself to my limits. Right. But I'm pushing myself to my limits when I already am unwell, you know? Sure. <laughs> like but the thing about that is that I came to the same conclusion. I was like I'm not good at TikTok. I yeah. don't like videos. Like I already said that before. I, I'm not on YouTube because I'm not good at video. I don't know what it is. Cause like, I can, like, we're talking on video right now. Yeah. I can see you, you can see me. This is fine. But when I record videos to go out, I don't like it. And I actively yeah. resent that I have to, <laughs> that I have to make video content to be seen anymore because yeah. it's not natural to me and I don't like it. And I feel like, I feel like collectively, Being a creator has been hard this past year, especially because the algorithms or the powers that be have shifted so drastically. So what's being asked from us as creators. So like, I actually think that you and Ryan have been doing the only thing that you really could do because what the fuck is going to work in like right now, you know, things are changing every other day. Uh, Instagram wants reels and if they're doing reels they need to be less than six seconds and you have to use a trending sound and you need to use a hook and blah 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 blah. and like you know it's it it's draining when what you want to do is you want to share what you were passionate about with the world right yeah. so that is actually like I don't I, I don't really do resolutions. I don't like it because I'm mean to myself about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I I don't keep up with them, and then I'm like, well, you didn't even keep up with this this yeah. resolution. It's only January third, and you've already, quit, you know.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um, but my resolution, partly because my <laughs> cards have been yelling at me, are is to bring focus on the things that make me happy, and. I will freely admit that what makes me happy isn't what makes the average person happy. Sure. I like ghost stories. I like dark history. I like talking about the worst parts of your life that you don't want to acknowledge. <laughs> <You> yeah.
1: <know? laughs> like,
2: that is <laughs> that is me. That is fun for me. And I think that there has to be some balance because, yeah, if you want to if you want this to be a career, you do have to kind of play the rules, but there does need to be some middle ground where you're able and you're allowed to... Be happy? Yeah, where you're allowed <laughs> yeah. to create. Because yeah. it's... I feel like the internet shifted at, like uh, as a whole. Because I feel like when... I love TikTok. I spend a lot of time consuming TikTok. Sure. I don't enjoy posting to TikTok, but I love watching TikTok. And I have a deep appreciation for TikTok creators, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a lot of work. It <laughs> it's just it's so much work. It takes me an embarrassing amount of time to produce a 10-second video. Like, I don't even... Yeah. <laughs> <it's>, it <laughs> takes so long, especially if I'm adding captions or whatever or like... Like words that pop up that make you want to watch the whole fucking 10 seconds. Like, oh my God, it takes me so long and I don't like it. Yeah. But, but what TikTok did is it introduced trends to the internet. And now we're all chasing trends. So even on reels, there's trending audios, there's trending filters, there's trending this, there's trending that. And the thing is, I have never been a trendy person
1: like yeah. i know what you, mean. you know like yeah
2: yeah i there are i even even like fashion trends like i have wide leg pants now and oh my daughter <laughs> what i know i know my daughter was like gasp mom he, actually she was like you look just like me now <laughs> they look very flattering and i'm upset about it because i yeah. previously said you can peel my skinny jeans off of my cold dead body you yeah. know but also i can vividly remember when skinny jeans were a thing and i was like fuck that i will keep my boot cut jeans that have been dragged <laughs> through the mud right. <laughs> so like I, I will freely admit that I'm not really a trends person, and I am very slow
0: to Lated jump doctor. on the
2: bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. and I res- I actively resent being forced to comply to trends. Um yeah. I mean but-
0: honestly, I I'll say with the with the content that we make on this show, mm-hmm. I refuse I refuse to to follow that formula the six seconds has to have a hook all that shit trending music I'm this show has nothing to do with me making a dumb face and spinning the camera around over some vapid pop music like right. that's never going to happen
2: not exactly. a single
0: time ever so right, I'll just take the hit until the trend moves on you know what I mean until yep. things turn over yeah it, and that's kind it.
2: of like yeah that, I, I kind of came to the same conclusion and we haven't even had this conversation off air but yeah. like that is where I'm at where I'm like I am I I did find a TikTok class and I was tempted I was like I should but <laughs> I just I don't want to I don't want to spend my free time forcing myself to do things that don't feel good to me when I could be spending that free time doing things that actually light me up and that's something that I've been lacking for quite a long time I think since I moved in with my parents so basically since I left Florida and I've I've been here for over a year now I moved here in October of last year um so or sorry of 2022 yep 2022 I moved Mm -hmm. here um, and it's really been since then. I've been like unable to relax and unable to lean into things that I enjoy because, spoiler alert, I I, I want my own space. I yeah. I would like to I would like to find myself in the position where I'm able to be able to physically, mentally, and financially take care of myself and my children by myself that's the situation that I'm in now and I haven't like I leaned too far into trying to figure out how I could do that and I stopped making room for the things that make me feel alive because what I learned recently is that money isn't real (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean like I've always known this but like to me, money's always been a really scary thing. Or not always, but in my adulthood, money is something that is a source of fear for me. It's a source yeah. of like, is there going to be enough? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Am I going to be able to pay for the dentist bill? Am I going to be able to put food on the table for my kids? Am I going... You know, it's a—it's yeah. an endless list of, of worries. So to me, money equals security. And to like literally everyone on earth, like this is a... Sure. Sure. It's not, it, that's not a unique <laughs> thing to me. Right. But, um, I, I stopped pursuing things that make me happy and hyper focused on things that could potentially get me out of this situation. And I, yeah. I took it a little too far. And like now that I'm doing a little bit better with my PTSD, a, a lot of bit better, I would give myself all of the yeah. credit. I've been working very hard on myself. So, like, I'm seeing huge progress in my uh, PTSD triggers and all that. Like, I am... I am doing a lot better, and I am now able to see... Ah! kind of fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> 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 yeah, I had a much yeah. better balance when I was living in Florida, but my situation was so different in Florida, too. So, it's yeah. like... I'm not going to beat myself up about it because I did what I, I, I did what I thought I needed to do. But yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, exactly. But Yeah. yeah, it's like, I feel like collectively, I've been hearing this from every single creator that I know on the internet, right? Like all of this year that it is, it doesn't feel good to create online right now. And I think it's because we are all trying to force ourselves to follow these rules because none of us are getting seen and our businesses depend on being seen. I need my page to grow so that I can hopefully turn it into a revenue stream. It would be great if you guys could live off of your podcast alone. There's so many creators out there who are hoping and, praying and wishing and putting so much time and effort into their content, hoping that it works out. But we're all being forced into this like funnel of trending stuff. And I hate it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hate
2: it. And so I terrible. decided I'm not going to anymore.
1: <laughs> that's the- yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the-, here's
0: the thing with in the podcasting world, all the shows that I love that are doing phenomenally like huge shows if you if you go to their social media and just take a look at it it I, it is bare bones right i mean bare bones you see these people who have like 10 million followers on tiktok then you go over and look at their podcast it's it's not doing so hot yeah their, their tiktok is yeah. great but the, the podcast the transfer isn't really there. Right. Because people just because someone double taps on a video before they scroll to the next one doesn't mean they're gonna go find your link tree and go find yep. your show. It's it doesn't happen that often. So it these doesn't. huge yeah. podcasts they don't have time to sit and and make these fucking minute-long videos every single day for TikTok that oh, are, God. like, produced yeah. at the quality of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have time to do that because they're making a fucking brilliant podcast, and that's where right. their energy is focused. And that's why their show is so big and doing so well. Right? Like, See? it's... I think it's a trick. I
2: love podcasting.
0: It's a trick. Wait, it is
2: a trick. Well, and... The- the thing is, too, that you can't even really rely on your metrics or your analytics because, mm-hmm. like, A, they change constantly. But, like, the numbers, like, sometimes what Instagram uses is your engagement. Sometimes it's, like, it it's a, it's a sliding scale. But yeah. the amount of followers that you have doesn't convert. And you were, like, you were yeah. exactly right about that. So, like... Why are we spending our times beating our heads against the wall, doing things that we don't like? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what it is about videos for me. Like, because I, I actively love watching other people's videos. I just sure. don't enjoy making them myself. It's yeah, uncomfortable for me. I prefer it to be only my voice. Uh, I like photography. I like still frame photography because... And maybe it's cuz i can control the narrative i don't know but mm, maybe that is it
0: maybe <laughs> i think you just stumbled <laughs> on it <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was like a uh, <laughs> um i think i just blew my own mind yeah well um done. yeah you know that's impressive for as Impress- much like deep soul searching as i do like on a yeah. daily basis that was <laughs> yeah. still like
0: you just talked it um, out
2: yeah you know, I'm a verbal processor, so this is a yeah. thing that I have to do. It's in a well I was gonna say that's an obnoxious trait, but it's not it's from no. it's from being raised in an environment where I was unable to express myself verbally. yeah <laughs> this yeah. is where this stems from, and now <laughs> I have to express myself verbally for it to be real yeah. <laughs> um I think,
0: I think one of the things that was big for me that I realized recently was that it's two separate pursuits. Right? Mm-hmm. It really is. M- make the show really big and make the social media presence really big is two separate things. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm and I would much rather I realized I would much rather have I would much rather have, you know, a hundred thousand downloads a month on the podcast mm-hmm. than have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yep. Much, much rather. So I think what I'm going to try this year, <clears throat> I I think what I'm going to try this year is our social media presence is going to be there.
2: Mm-hmm. To, it has to be. But, right. You know, it's it's yeah. going
0: to be there strictly to inform followers on what is happening on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I'm going. That's it.
2: I like that. That gives um, you more time to do what you love.
0: Yeah, exactly. It. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be doing any like crazy videos. I'm not going to... None of that. The, mm-hmm. If you follow us on Instagram, you will be aware of what is being released on the podcast. And that's it. That's it. Right. If you... I mean... Fun. And conversations. If you, if you want to strike up a conversation, I'm here for it. But... Other than that, I'm not going to try to follow the trends. I'm not going to try to, you know, try to get something to go viral. I'm, if it happens, cool. But that I'm I'm not going to stress over social media this year. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's I mean, I'm trying to, I'm I'm, I'm on the same page where I'm like, because I've been taking a look at my feed and I've been trying to notice when I actually like it. And like I liked the core of my page when it was only chalkboards and it wasn't my face.
0: Yeah, I miss right? that. And I miss the chalkboard. Yeah.
2: I miss the chalkboards too. And the chalkboards stopped because they stopped performing. They yeah. don't nobody sees them. So I've been I've been mixing in some non face ones just to see what happens and yeah. it it is there's a there's a marked difference.
0: Yeah. But that's why I, decided... I like your broadcast channel on Instagram. Because the chalkboards yep. are still there.
2: <laughs> the chalkboards are still there. Sometimes I don't do chalkboards, but um I've been playing with uh photography a little bit on there. Like not yeah. like wildly, but I've been I've been having a little bit of fun with that setup. Um yeah, so if you are on Instagram and you miss my daily readings, I don't do them daily, but you can go to my broadcast channel and that's where you can find more of the original vibe of the village terror witch because that still exists it's just the way that the internet turned it yeah. felt unsafe to me to and please keep in mind that i i do have ptsd so like what feels unsafe to me might sound ridiculous to you but also yeah it, it is what it is you know yeah. It, I hit a point where I was like, I can't, I can't put this out there, and I had to pull it back for me because it was other, either take it off the public eye or lose it. And yeah. tarot is like I've I've said this time time again. Tarot is the basis of my spiritual practice. So if you take tarot away,
0: it, I don't. It all really goes have with it. one.
2: Sure. yeah you know yeah. like i could rebuild it it's just like that's the language that i learned to speak to... i mean you shouldn't
0: have to rebuild it exactly that's the
2: thing. see that that like... is the thing and like the fact that like with the scam accounts because i was verified for a little while but i don't know if you know this but i am a broke-ass bitch. I can't afford to be paying Instagram $14 a month to verify me. You know?
0: Fucking stupid anyway. Uh, the f- when As soon as they started selling them, they ugh. didn't mean anything anymore.
2: Well, yeah. And also, it's just, it's so frustrating that once you give them money, they will immediately take down the scam accounts. But And it doesn't matter yeah. how many people report the imposter accounts, they will still come back and say, this account didn't rem- didn't break any community violations, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. The second you pay the money, I reported several of them when I was verified, and they took it down within seconds. So, yeah. like, this isn't, you know, it's, <laughs> this is a very clear thing. If I had more money, I would be verified again. I would just, you know. <laughs> sure. And then I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. But, um, yeah, if you miss my tarot content, it still exists. It's just, you got to join my channel. And it's, I'm trying to share it. I'm trying to find new ways of sharing my tarot practice that feels comfortable and okay to me. Because the the height of the scam account problem that I had was also, it was coexisting at the same time that my personal life, like, it happened at the same time when I was getting PTSD. Okay. Yeah. So like the parallel for me, like I can rationally, I could step back and be like, yeah, this is why it feels so threatening to you. Like, it's not nice for anybody, but this is why it feels so threatening to you. But, um, it's a, it's, it's like a, it's a very weird, <laughs> it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird problem to be like, this feels unsafe. <laughs> so, <laughs> um,
0: no it it makes sense it does it it
2: does it i mean it does make sense but yeah
0: and you i mean sometimes you just have to tell the internet to suck your dick you know what i mean like period Yeah. like you you,
2: know yeah
0: it drives me crazy because like you were just talking about like how as a content creator you feel like we're all just being like shoved into a funnel like how many things that you find like joyful and rewarding are being scraped off the side of you on the way down the funnel
2: you Mm -hmm. know what I mean
0: and it's I don't know it pisses me off it yeah so yeah
2: yeah well it's like at the end of the day what life do we really want to be living you know what I mean yeah like like what what do we really want from our existence And I think that that's what I've been coming back to time and time again. And I'm pretty comfortable acknowledging that I don't necessarily want the same life that the average American wants. I'm I'm uninterested in living in a suburb. I would really like to live in the middle of nowhere and I would like to have dogs and I would like to walk outside and see wildflowers, and maybe some water and i'd like to craft and paint on my walls like rapunzel and yeah. that is my <laughs> and talk to dead people you know yeah. i forgot that part i'd like to <laughs> you know i'd like to i'd like to lose myself in mysteries and piece them together and tell them and take people along the journey of what I'm learning and what I'm uncovering. And it's a bummer that I have to pay bills. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know why we exist in this world. I clearly was not meant for this time timeframe. Right. <laughs> like, set me back. I don't know when, because way back when I probably would have been diseased and dead by now. <laughs> or
0: I'd rather go birth. like, you know, shoot me forward a thousand years or so when we've actually figured shit out.
2: I mean that would be nice too. I would like to exist in an environment where creatives are like valued for their creative skills and not for the money that they could make other people. That's what I would like because I am a very creative person but I am... I'm not super good at making money.
0: <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I mean, same boat. Same boat yep. we're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I think that's a good note. I think that's a good note to end on. The world should be better. I
2: think so too. The world should um, be better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Catch Dead up, world.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
2: be as creative as us. Maybe yeah. read Wuthering Heights again. Like Jesus. I'm going to tomorrow, <laughs> obviously.
0: <laughs> okay, so before we go, tell the people where to find you, where to follow you, and anything cool you have coming up that you'd like them to check out.
2: Yes, you can find me at Carly.Latham on Instagram and TikTok. You should follow me on Instagram, though, because I'm not very active on TikTok. That's um, great <laughs> as, Yeah, as my very long rant indicates. Um... You can hear me on Death Becomes Us podcast Um, Listen wherever you listen To podcasts and if you Are interested in any of my writing The best way to keep up with that is to Follow Dark Village publications Um, My book A collection of eyes which Is a serial killer Novel I said I was going to rebrand that and I still keep Leading with serial killer aspect Um, That's what it is it is what it is, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It's a final girl story. Um,
0: um, Call it that.
2: But it's a final girl story. Yeah. It's a final girl story of spice and woe. Um, <laughs> that's maybe the best thing, the best way I've ever described it.
1: Yeah,
2: there you go. <laughs> final girl tale of spice and woe. Um, that's going to be coming out around March of 2024. So. Uh, I feel like that's that's it. All right, <laughs> that's a lot and, already. Uh, so it is a lot.
0: It is a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah. as always, if you want to find any of the things she just mentioned, you'll find links for all of that in the show description. Um, thank you so much for doing this. It was nice having yeah, you back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at reverbnation.com slash reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the the unknown. unknown.